Hi, welcome to Forbes India Teenpreneurs, a weekly podcast series where we speak with the young and restless, literally entrepreneurs and innovators under the age of 20. This is your host Naini Thakur and welcome to the latest episode of Teenpreneurs. On today's episode, we have 17-year-old Ananya Gupta who has founded Grit Parity. It is an artificial intelligence-driven toolkit that quantifies gender representation in textbooks and curricula for elementary school children. Uh, a student at the International School Bangalore, her goal via Grit Parity is to create more equality and inclusivity in education. The 12th grader has already received funding from Amazon Web Services for Grit Parity. Stay tuned as we talk to her about what inspired her to set up uh, this concept in the first place and her plans to scale it up. The most interesting part about um, the work that you're doing, I felt, was the concept in itself. You know, um, given that that a concept like Red Parity is quite unique, you know, why don't we start by talking a little about you know what got you thinking about a concept like this in the first place? Yeah, definitely. So, um, I'm a co-founder of the Girl Up chapter at my school at the International School Bangalore. Um, and as a part of that club, we often visit a number of schools and government schools to promote and speak about, for example, you know, STEM for women and public speaking. Yeah. And in the course of my constant interactions with the students from these schools. I discovered that there was some sort of an intrinsic gender bias that was evident on all these young minds. Um, to really understand the bias and to put my finger on what the issue was, I conducted surveys in a number of these schools spanning the length of Bangalore to find out how students look at um, gender roles and gender stereotypes. Yeah. So the survey revealed a lot of interesting results, mainly centered on. how on the fact that students really echo the restrictive gender roles mm. of our current society the prejudices and the stereotypes of our present are already ingrained into their young minds okay. they um, you know like our society they also divide by gender on who's a business person who's an assistant who's a nurse who's a doctor and so on and so forth mm. we even we even had questions like um you know what do you want to be what, what career do you want to pursue in the future mm-hmm. which was once again split down the middle between males and females mm-hmm. so you know this was really shocking mm-hmm. uh and from this i saw that there was definitely a problem and i began racking my brain on how i can solve it mm-hmm. uh when i dig deeper i found out from you know secondary data and secondary research that 70 to 90% of teaching hmm. and learning taken from textbooks hmm. so i began my search there you know it's pretty evident that um education and textbooks really go hand in hand so i began my search there um i found out that there are hardly any stories where the protagonist is a female okay. girls just aren't seeing themselves at the forefront hmm. um and only in passive or supporting roles so this is seen to have a negative psychological effect hmm. um just to cite a source um you know a unesco gem report states that discriminatory gender norms and practices that are conveyed in and through textbooks can actually lower girls engagement in the classroom and limit their expectations in education as well as in life 
Right. You know, even issues faced disproportionately mm-hmm. by women such as the imposter syndrome mm-hmm. could be avoided by ensuring that they have a strong sense of belonging and mm-hmm. strong self-confidence, which, mm-hmm. you know, is imposed by boosting the representation of females in textbooks. Right. Um, okay, so to really, like, bring... To really tie up this discussion, we actually did a quantitative analysis and research of the elementary Karnataka State Board textbooks okay. before building the parity. Mm-hmm. Um, and the data I collected showed that on average, 75% of the representation was of males and only 25% of females. This was a really shocking figure yeah. um, with predominantly you know, stereotypical gender roles. Mm-hmm. So there was a clear mm-hmm. need for a change and an overhaul and that's what really pushed me to build grid parity to change a problem that was so evident and clearly proven by data as well. Right. And, and how did how did you know you kind of decide to bring AI into this picture? Um, and, and can you tell me exactly what is it that grid parity does at the moment? Definitely. Um, so I'm really passionate about you know technology okay. and artificial intelligence. Um, but I haven't seen enough innovation on the combination of, you know, equality and inclusivity with technology, okay. technologies that promote equity and inclusivity. Hmm. Um, so when I was starting out building Jepati, it was definitely daunting okay. because it was kind of a new area. You know, yeah. this entire combination, this intersection is new. Um, so it was daunting, but I just pushed through and I managed to build it. Uh, so grid parity is, it's of course, you know, an AI driven system that quantifies gender representation in textbooks. We're on a goal to create more equity and more inclusivity in curricula and in education. So um, how the tool works is that to quantify gender representation, we look at specifically three parameters. Okay. A is the number of illustrations of males and females. Mm. B, the number of stories with primarily male and female representation. Mm. And um, C, the careers in which males and females are cast into. Okay. Uh, you know, we use, like, we use image processing, deep learning, transfer learning, co-reference resolution. Okay, this is a big name dump <laughs> of AI technologies, but... Uh, yeah, this is, you know, this is how we came to um, building grid parity. So our ultimate goal is to change the values of this new generation of students by creating gender neutral textbooks and gender neutral learning environments. Fair enough. And um, are these, at the, at the moment, uh, you know, since you talk about uh, representation, this would mostly be focused around storytelling um, and, and like very elementary textbooks, if I'm not mistaken, right? So could you tell yes. us what, what age group or what are these textbooks that Grid Parity would be focusing on right now? So our data, you know, of 75% to 25% was for elementary school textbooks. So for grades one to five. Um, now that's actually the age when biases and values cement into students' minds. It's a very formative time um, in a person's life, and it really determines the adults they become in the future. Um, so yeah, we're really focusing on this elementary group right now. Um, our, our toolkit can, can be applied to 
high school textbooks as well to middle school textbooks as well from grade six to 12 as well because you know our data set was also built from these textbooks so it applies to all but um, we're really like we're we're really focused on elementary school because that has the most impact yes. on students on children yes definitely um and would you say that the same i mean grid parity and and the you know the, the technology can that also be used with storybooks i mean um that that you know kids are reading which is outside of the school curricula as well yeah it can actually so the benefit of it is you know um it's made for indian books for indian textbooks for indian story books you know illustrations in you know all indian books are very similar you know you have um so if you apply this to a foreign textbook it will not work as well because we're made for india we're made for like indian characters cartoons and you know if we put a tenali raman story in it'll work well so yeah that that's that's the benefit of it you know people are really able to be aware of the fact that um you know this is an issue that this is something that we can solve to really help our future so yeah that's that's our goal yeah and once um if if i'm not mistaken you know um would i need to upload this textbook on to um the software it does analysis and and what would the end result be yeah you can just head on over to jetparty.com it's really easy you know immediately upload a textbook um it we you know there's a little comic strip while you're waiting for the results you can read that uh and the results page is detailed in terms of those three parameters that we discussed you know um the the illustrations the number of stories um and the careers in which each gender is represented sure. so yeah that you know that's the results page okay we have infographics coming up so it's really easy to read you can clearly see if it's neutral or not got it all right fair enough um and right now who would your target audience be for grid parity so um currently we're raising awareness about this issue okay. uh we want students we want parents and we want schools to be aware of this okay. now um as we as we move forward we're really targeting education boards mm -hmm. and even the government to really take notice to this issue mm -hmm. and to potentially use our toolkit mm -hmm. to you know see whether the textbooks that are going to circulation are gender neutral or not mm -hmm. um so yeah these are like the two primary mm -hmm. target audience yeah. yes and right now um ananya you know uh, i mean within the indian um you know education system uh, while there is government um you know while while there are government schools there is there are various boards from like a cbsc to each state board to you know now with international boards coming in as well um would grid parity be able to cater to all of them and i mean are you planning to tie up with each of them as as well okay so this like yeah so this really falls under how we're going to be scaling the business and how we're going to be taking the business forward so there's two ways that this can go um one is if we're able to let's say convince the government to pass a law or a policy stating that okay there has to be a minimum of 40% to 60% balance hmm. of gender representation then you know all the new textbooks that are coming into circulation hmm. will automatically be gender neutral 
which would, you know, then we would be achieving our goal. Hmm. Um, the alternative is to partner with education boards and school textbook producers. Okay. Let's say that a textbook has passed the grid parity test okay. and is fairly gender neutral in its representation. Hmm. Then, you know, if you have, for example, a stamp stating that, yes, it is a gender neutral textbook. Okay. Schools, students, and parents do prefer having um, equal gender representation in their textbooks and in their curricula. So if they pass the test, hmm. automatically the sales of that textbook would definitely increase. Right. In this way, you know, we could incentivize education boards and textbook producers to partner with us. Hmm. Um, and yeah, that's how we're looking to take it forward. Um, you know, there's two ways of course that it could go and either one would be effective. So yeah, we're looking forward to it. Definitely. Uh, and you've already received some funding uh, from Amazon Web Services, right? Um, how, did, yeah. how did that happen? And, and are you looking for some more funding as well? Yeah, so since Great Parity is, um, you know, it's a technology driven product that has such a strong social impact after emailing AWS, Amazon Web Services, you know, we got $6,000 in credits. So our entire server cost is funded. And that's our only cost right now. We have, we don't have any other cost um, because we're not hiring exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think as the business scales, we may need to, you know, get more funds, you know, as we, we might take Grid Parity International okay. since the issue of unequal gender representation in textbooks and curricula is so pervasive. It's prevalent in countries like Australia, to Singapore, to Pakistan, and even to Egypt. So, you know, there's myriad places where this issue exists. And by taking grid parity there, we could um, create new AI models that cater to their textbooks. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, we might need more funds for that as well. So we're looking to the future um, to see if we'll need more funds a little later. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure. Um, and, and what are your plans for um, scaling up the business? Uh -huh. So, um, you know, as I said, those two ways of going to the government or partnering with education boards. Okay. And if we're looking to create funds um, later, if we really need more funds and more revenue, then potentially we may charge something like a subscription fee, okay. a, a subscription fee from the education boards that partner with us. Mm. So, you know, if there's an incentive to pass this grid parity test, mm. then we automatically have more education boards and textbook producers partnering with us. Mm. Um, if we get tiny subscription fees from that, mm. then we're able to scale up our business further and further, maybe take it international and so on and so forth. So yeah, that's, that's our model, what we're looking at. So at the moment, I, I suppose it's free of cost, but going forward, yeah. you would be like following a SaaS model, uh, which would, which would, I presume be your business model, right? Yeah. So right now we're really looking at um, getting attention to this topic, um, raising awareness about it and getting people serious about the impacts it has on students and on our future. So Grid Party, you know, is an open website. Even our code is open source. You can check it out as well. You can copy it. <laughs> uh, um, and we really want to inspire other people to advocate for change to their textbooks um, and really like, 
get more discourse about this issue. So uh, once we're past that stage, once we're talking to the government and education boards, that's when we may move to a subscription fee model. But that's, you know, that's just a possibility. If we're able to get the government to create policy for it, we don't need a subscription fee because then, you know, all textbooks coming into India, coming into circulation would be gender neutral. So yeah. Yeah, that's great to hear. Um, and, you know, given that, I mean, I know that it's a known fact that AI is the future, you know, but, but for a kid like you who's only 17, um, to build an AI product, you know, how challenging was it? Yeah, so it was definitely, um, you know, there were frustrations in the middle with uh, yeah. the image processing model not working or a lack of, you know, uh, documentation for co-reference resolution. So again, the AI names, <laughs> which may not be all that familiar, but yeah. So um, it was daunting as well, because you don't expect a teenager to be building a novel artificial intelligence tool. Um, and especially, but I think that, um, yeah, you know that, that aspect that like the lack of expectation for teenagers to create social change. Um, it definitely was a challenge to get people to take what we're doing seriously. But I think, um, you know, once I really built it and once I really showed, you know, our vision and I spoke about our vision, uh, I think that's when, you know, people started seeing artificial intelligence as something that teenagers can do as well and used to create social change um, to really reform our society. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in the process, you know, I know that this would obviously have involved a lot of research, um, you know, and going forward as well, you'd need to access government boards, uh, other boards as well, which includes a lot of interaction with adults, you know. Have you so far, um, you know, faced an issue where age has proven to be a barrier or, you know, you you assume that going forward, it, it might just. I think, um, yeah, I, I, I've had interactions with people who've been really receptive and I feel like that's really great. Like um, they, they were reluctant, I guess at first, but when you really speak about a vision or like the impact that you wish to have when you present data, when you, um, you know, when you go in with hard, undeniable facts, that's when it, that's when you can be taken seriously. So um, I was lucky enough to have done research and to have had those hard, undeniable facts, but I'm sure that many don't, you know, many people are creating uh, artificial intelligence tools, many teenagers as well, um, where, it is hard to be taken seriously, I guess. Um, I am expecting it in the future. We're, we're really in preliminary discussions with the government, with other education boards. So um, as we go, as we move on with grid parity, um, we're gonna be talking to way more people. So I probably am expecting some sort of a resistance, but I'm ready for it. I learned a lot of persistence and resilience by building grid parity uh, and I'm really determined um, to really create that change. So, you know, I'm ready for it. Bring it on, <laughs> I'll take it all on to really change. Um, um, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, and you know, you're you're doing this while you're, you're 17. So you're what in the 11th, 12th grade? Yeah, 12th grade, wow, that's that's massive. Um, and, and 
building or, or rather doing work of parity along with studies how difficult is it for you to maintain that balance it was definitely hard at first um you know going to 11th grade and uh simultaneously building grade parity uh but i'm really grateful to like support i've had from my parents and from my teachers um you know i think it's it's a manageable thing pr you know managing academics and doing something big changing something that's really like a systemic problem um it's manageable anyone can do it but uh you just got to try i think it was more it was less hard to manage it than to imagine it um you know i was daunting going in thinking that oh my god how am i going to manage my academics and how am i going to manage building you know this artificial intelligence technology but i think i built it up in my head but in the end you can really do it if you manage your time well um if you were able to really compartmentalize what you're going to do and when you're going to do it so yeah i think that really helped me i was optimizing my time as much as possible you know like in the bus when we're going back and i'm not really doing anything i would just open up my laptop start working on it i think because i'm so drawn to building it i'm yeah. so passionate about it you automatically find a way like if you're passionate about something you will find a way to do it so yeah i think don't give up uh, because of if you're of like balancing it Yeah. just go for it and you'll manage you'll do it <laughs> wow your passion for this issue is super inspiring we look forward to seeing gender neutral textbooks for children super soon thank you for listening to forbes india teenpreneurs we'll be back next week with yet another teenpreneurs see you then today's show was edited and mixed by mansuni koshik if you like this show don't forget to share and subscribe Also check out our other podcasts the fortnightly series on our latest cover story called Inside Forbes India and Capital Ideas that serves up some of the most riveting success stories in the world of business